0: Said ready, said go. Is the new upsaw podcast this is
1: episode 13, 14, something like that?
2: 13,
0: I think it's 13, 13,
1: 13. Cool, I believe what has been said before. We talk about magic and the relevance to our daily life or whatever else, but it's the overall magic. I would say atmospheric or whatever else. How it influences our lives, our daily lives, whether it's minuscule or massive. We're talking about magic, a lot of different religions, faith, whatever it's called, karma or universal or, you know, ever before to ever giving back. Very much like an alchemic exchange of what you sacrifice, what you gain, things like that. So this will be a big conversation, which might be. Big or small, Uh, it will likely expand to multiple conversations throughout our times, Um, but magic itself is being determined, dictated, and talked about on what Gothar, as the three of us, I won't say as a whole because it's a broad statement, but many Gothar, Um, have discussed as magic now magic is generally M-A-G-I-C but I believe the way we discuss magic, a broad termination of paganism as M-A-G-I-C-K or is it M-A-G-I-K
3: M-A-G-I-K is the common spelling now for the actual practice of magic not the Hollywood definition of magic from Harry Potter
0: great Now, why hairy
1: bladder is a fantastic source of reference for all these things. Um, we'll go ahead and just, yeah, you're um, we'll go, hey,
3: doctor, If you have a hairy bladder, okay, that's a that's a doctor question.
1: Is <laughs> my warm and fuzzy inside? We don't talk about it. Um, what we'll test the, the ramifications? The parameters? All these things. This is a. Now, this is a huge discussion that can never find a finite detail within an hour, two hours, 14 hours, whatever else. This is a big conversation. We'll hit it lightly to the best of our abilities in our own UPG and or practical magic senses and practices of what we have witnessed, what we've done, what we move forward to, what we strive for, and everything else with it. Magic is a massive topic of conversation. so we intend to discuss the parameters and basis of magic right Uh, now all of us practice the cause all of us as gofar everyone around the world as Gothi, Gothia, gofar as a whole we practice these things even paganism as a lone wolf that's never done anything do these things um, Sigrid Uthada, uh likes to claim himself as the foremost of the magic in the discipline sense. Um, so I'll go ahead and let him take cause and or forefront
3: of the conversation.
1: Go ahead, Sigrid.
3: Yeah. Um, so that is kind of my thing within the school is I deal with a lot of the magic sense of a lot of different aspects of it and answer a lot of questions in regards to it from the very basic... I don't even want to say basic, from the Kitchen Witch to the Blood Rites and Rituals, I've done my fair share of all and in between those. Um, I don't say that lightly. It is taxing. It is not something I advise. If you're going to go with something, start slow, start cautious, work your way into those kind of scenarios. But um, the reason that this topic actually came up is a friend of mine from work asked the question he is a very devout christian man um and he asked me you you talk a lot about magic when it comes to religious conversations and i said yeah sure of course and he said what's the difference between magic and miracles in the christian culture or christian faith whatever you want to call it and i initially didn't have an answer for him and then shortly thereafter i went it's the same thing which was a huge controversial statement at the time between me and him, and it was like, well, it's not the same thing because Christianity and God say the magic is bad, and blah, blah blah blah. And we went off on several different top- topics within that conversation, but that's why this initial conversation came up. Um, and in reality, what it really, really boils down to is when we talk about magic, it is the, in my very humble opinion.
0: The how do I phrase that? The shit. What's the word?
3: Not metamorphosis. Uh, manipulation of energies and vibrations throughout our universal. Sphere. Um, and that's from the very basic to like burning sage to cleanse an area because of the potent smell to. Blood rites and rituals that have their own connotations and own abilities dealing with life force. Um, but in, when you really boil magic down, regardless of where it comes from, regardless of what the goal is, it is the manipulation of energies on a universal level. So yeah, magic is this insanely tricky thing that we deal with but experience more often than deal with um, in our day-to-day lives. I think my favorite one is, when it comes to Norse paganism, um, the runes. They are a source of magic and written language. I think we've talked about it on the podcast where spelling is actually derived from the spells and that kind of stuff. I think we talked about that, right?
2: I think so, but we have so many conversations. Might as well just hit on it.
3: Yeah, so there's that side of it where the runes were this written language, essentially. They... They were a written language. I will never dispute that. They were used as such. But they also hold their own magics and with Odin retrieving them for mankind and for himself and throughout that whole process, they have magic to them. Uh, And I know most people that either live in an urban or suburban environment and sometimes even rural environments when contractors will go and spray the road with like markings of electrical lines or sewage lines and those the spray paint markings on the sidewalk or in a field or whatever.
0: Some of those are actually runes that are the transfer of power oftentimes with the rune Ewas? Ewas? I think it's Ewas, Ewas, Ewas. The essentially two lagu's symbols put together. So it looks... Trying to find a reference right in front of me, but I don't have one. Do we have one? Uh, Fuck. There's the F-ball. There you go. I got to it. We're a little further in this time. Just a little bit. Oh. Just one. Um, I can find it. Hold on. Yeah. It'd probably be best for you.
2: Essentially it looks like Can you see anything
0: now? Hold on. Uh, oh god. Probably not. Boop. Boop. Boop, boop. But it's Yeah, no, it's not gonna show.
2: It's a lagoose with a so it's perpendicular line and on the top it has a down line going diagonal on the to the right. And then on the bottom of the vertical line, it has a vertical line going up on the left side. So it looks like a looks like an N,
0: but vertically. Kind of. Like if you were or a Z. Ooh, there you go. Yeah.
2: It's, that like one. A, oh. it's, it's a backwards C but long in the middle part.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it's oftentimes used to
3: mark electrical lines on the ground, which in essence what they're trying to do is protect the electrical lines when they're digging into the ground. So that is already a magic source that they're planting as a protection for that line, which is what it was it is. It is a rune of protection. So, super cool little tidbit for you when you're walking around and looking at stuff throughout the world. Pay attention to those kind of things. It's kind of fun to see how often runes are used in architecture or design and stuff like that that people may not realize, but they are used appropriately in their own ways. But anyways, um, magic is day-to-day stuff. It's the life of plants, the energies that flow to and from from life forces and the circle of life and all of those things are applied to it but yeah do you guys have thoughts on this at all before i keep rambling on
2: no you i want to just comment like on other religions because that's what i focus on within new Uppsala. it's a lot of people have in their faith and their belief practice that they use the term miracles you know spir- spiritually sense like abrahamically specifically it's miracles uh the priest is doing a miracle you also have um uh oh what is it the cleansing snow um getting rid of the demons within the people
0: exorcisms
2: yeah exorcisms that's another form of magic um but as Sigvidir, I'm gonna steal your favorite line. Magic is magic no matter where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So whether it's in a one religion where it says miracle, in a different one it's called a prophecy, in ours it's magic.
0: So there's
3: multiple parts to that that we can dive into. And magic is this very broad scope. It is this massively broad scope of things, like I said, from the kitchen witch that hooks up herbal remedies for her family and uses those kind of things to cure sicknesses and disease, which I've personally seen used amazingly. Um, there were miraculous recoveries in those regards where I've seen that happen. And it goes all the way to actual manipulation of energy, which I like to refer to as text messaging.
0: I know it's kind of crazy to think about because it's so everyday to us now. But go back 200 years. 200 years ago, in the 1800s, 1823. How well, and I might be misquoting that because I don't know when the telegram was invented off the top of my head. Rain Raven's going to look that one up. But in 1823, the idea of being able to speak with someone
3: two miles away was unheard of, let alone being able to log into an online account. Was I wrong?
2: No, you're absolutely right. It was invented you know, a simple Google search. May 24th, 1844.
0: 200 years
3: ago, minus a little bit, <laughs> um, the telegram was not So to transfer and speak to someone on the other side of the state in the United States from 100 miles away was a two-day journey on horseback for the Pony Express. We couldn't just send letters. That wasn't a thing that was so hard to do and so expensive that communicating with your brother that lived hundred miles away was almost impossible. Now I, I can mean, log into Facebook.
2: We, we could have sent a letter, but it would have taken yeah. two weeks to get to the individual. Right. Instead of now, instantly.
3: Yeah. And now we can log in a Facebook messenger and message our friend in, from the United States to the freaking Maldives or Turkey. In an in instant. In a lot of ways, that is magic. And if you took our technology back to that time frame, you'd probably get burned alive as a witch. Just saying, that probably would have been their natural reaction. Like he can create light out of this device in his hands. That's witchcraft. There's a rock. That's a rock. That's not a light source. That's not a fire. So magic evolves. Um, I think I think it was Nikola Tesla. Maybe it was no. I think it might have been Nikola Tesla that quoted, and I can pull it up here in just a second, the phrase, magic is just science we don't understand yet. Um, and I don't want to misquote somebody, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It might have been somebody else. Damn it. I have these quotes locked away, but I can't reference who said them. They're just in the back of my mind. So
2: I got uh, it right. Arthur Clark. C. Clarke.
0: Arthur C. That makes Wait, sense. Okay.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke.
3: Renowned scientist. Um but that phrase strikes so true to me in so many regards. When we look back through history, magic was defined as anything that we couldn't explain outright. Um there's the whole conspiracy I don't even want to say it's conspiracy because there's damning evidence to it, but in South America pre-Spanish Inquisition, during the Mayan and Aztec eras, there were little figurines of essentially what looked like airplanes. They could actually fly and glide really well. They had this concept down. But to them, that was considered magic and that of the gods, almost. It was a toy, but it wasn't really a toy. It was this idol that they would look at and see these things but that was magic to them. Now we look at today's world and we have airplanes that fly through the sky carrying 300 people all over the world in a single day.
2: Plus hundreds of pounds of cargo beneath.
0: Plus all of that. Yeah. You would know. Um,
3: (laughs) But yeah, those kind of things were magic to them. The thought of somebody flying through the air, just a person, was myth and legend. Now we do it with giant metal containers that
0: arguably shouldn't be able to fly, but somehow do.
2: Magic.
3: It's magic. It has to be. There's no (laughs) other. When we look back at those kind of things, it's just interesting to see the way our world changed to just accept these things. Um, There's oftentimes in different books and different stories throughout our time, throughout our lore, throughout our sagas, throughout everywhere. There's References to sending messages over long distances, to seeing people. It was called scrying.
0: Crazy thing, didn't make sense, had to be magic. What's well, FaceTime?
2: What's what's this platform that we're using? What are, we,
0: what are we doing right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're using Discord so we can, you know, talk, everything, but... As you're listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're listening on, you're essentially doing magic. We're speaking to you and you're hearing the past as these are pre-recorded. It's not like whether you say it or not, these are pre-recorded. So you're listening to the past. Same thing with like movies you're seeing into the past.
0: So I say all that with technology being part of this as a forefront of what is magic?
3: What defines magic? And in reality, it's so much simpler than people give it credit for. Because when you look at your cell phone, and you want to call your mom, three states away, whatever.
0: You can pick up that phone. What does it take? Energy. Signals, wavelengths, vibrations. That's what it's using. So when we look at magic and we look at energy,
3: it's just the transfer and manipulation of energy in different ways. So it's, it's all there. It, to me, it just makes perfect sense that that's all magic boils down to, regardless of where it comes from. Whether it's a miracle and a priest is sitting over a bed, praying, waving incense, he is manipulating the energy, the vibrations around him to potentially heal the person.
0: So if you're asked to project yourself into multiple time, what is that to
3: you? A manipulation of energy and wavelengths. When we look at the science of different wavelengths, different energy sources, we can prove that they can cross over.
0: When the vibration uh, Right. It is obviously in a common
1: sense and a manipulation of science that we haven't mastered yet. However, when was the last time you had a focus group of 13-plus people manipulate the science to project themselves into another realm, independently and cohesively, or and/or together.
3: Almost As far as I'm aware, personally aware, I don't know what study science is doing right now, but as far as I'm aware, that hasn't happened in quite some time outside of pagan practice where group meditations are practiced, but maybe not with that intent.
1: But even with group meditation, you're talking independent studies of independent groups find their own reality in their own sense. Now, that might be scientific method of, or whatever the fuck else, but it's not the same Cause it's like saying, "Hey, we all reach the same verdict, but in different courses." That's not science.
0: No, that's manipulation of, to your point, energies, which is magic, which isn't science, which
1: is their own individual manipulation of existence of states of minds and/or energies, or close of magic, or what the fuck do I call it? So you're saying. Magic and energy is manipulated to be the same thing. You get 30 people doing one. Let's just say we're going a meditation. They all experience a different thing. Is that magic, they all experience something different? Or is that science, that they are manipulating or experiencing something different on their own accord? So what's the difference between individual studies and mass production of results
2: so i just want to say science does manipulate because we do manipulate atoms you know with a nuclear bomb we're adding a proton or whatever it is to a chemical or an atom or whatever and that's what causes the explosion Right. So I, I just wanted to make that clarification that we do okay. manipulate before Sigvadir answers.
1: That clarification is a minute detail, a minute atom and a controlled study standpoint where that effect causes that effect or that, that manipulation mm. causes an effect, whereas individual studies causes dip, the same effect and different, I'm uh, sorry, the same manipulation with different effects or outcome so yes we can split an atom and cause a nuclear reaction 100% of the time every time if i give someone a certain thing and or an advil as opposed to a mushroom it's a different controlled substance and or the same substance but a different effect so the constants doesn't exist in the manipulation of an atom. It does in the sense of atomic particles or the magic properties or the individual manipulation of a constant. So you have a third party to a constant. So what's the difference? We can say the atom can manipulate it by here. One half percent of time, that is accurate. Now with the human mind, the manipulation of thought and process and then move forward from the magic properties. I would argue that's not scientific because that's impossible for every ba- brain to be manipulated in the same manner. in part of sociopaths, serial killers, uh, whatever you want to call it, their brain triggers and responds differently.
2: Well, that's that, not science. That's, that's different. That's- They're wired differently. Um, that
4: magic is it's, it's admiring yeah.
2: it's, but when it comes to the brain it's just electrons firing within neurons what's the universe I'm not disagreeing with you but yeah so there's not a scientific property to magic
0: there's magic that manipulates scientific properties which here we get into the chicken and the
3: egg kind of conversation There's natural laws of the universe, we've understood that for a while. Gravity has always been here, it's always been constant. blah, blah, blah. blah. But we've also learned to harness it in certain ways. Now, when you're asking why, correct me if I'm wrong, your question is about why in a group meditative state, in a group meditation, we'll use this example if that's okay, everyone's going to maybe see something, experience something differently.
0: Is that kind of where you're going? Yes So let's say you have a control Party and you, and
1: you Influence, I can't think right now It's when you Put a new matter In the same control group Right, let's say mushrooms, meditation, whatever you want to call it You have one control group And you introduce a variable now the only way that's scientific is that variable produces the same result on multiple levels, not different results on every level. That's not scientific. That's abnormality.
3: Right. That's the chaos construct of that. So here, let me let me see if I can explain this a little bit. So um, we're familiar with. I hope. Most baby heathens, heathens in general, are familiar that mushrooms were commonly used, and that's why they're coming up now. They were a common practice used for meditations, for spiritual growth, for those kind of things. They existed all over the world. Many different people used them. We have stories and lore and sagas that explain our use of them. That's why we use that as a meditative aid in certain regards and use it as an example often.
2: That's where the phrase going berserk came from.
0: Berserkers! Um, so
3: let's say that's your catalyst to this group meditation, right? Cool, perfect. You have this group meditation, they take this catalytic substance that changes their state of mind. It enhances, decreases, neutralizes, whatever however you want to refer to that
0: catalyst event that happens. Here's the difference.
3: Science has proven over a vast majority of different studies, that every individual human being on this planet vibrates at a slightly different frequency. My personal theory as to why they would experience different things is this catalyst, we'll say mushrooms, in a group meditative state, they experience different things because their personal vibration aligns up with something different. So they have separate things. So when we say introducing a catalyst results in the same thing for everyone around, it does. But you're looking at a more specific viewpoint rather than manipulating their frequency, their vibration, their energy to match with something they weren't before.
1: So you
0: both said it does and does not have an independent reaction. Which one is it?
3: It is independent based on the individual, but it is dependent and precise based on the grand scope. Because you take Mm -hmm. mushrooms, you're going to have a different reaction than I do. You're going to have a different experience than I do. But what that's doing is the same thing to both of us.
1: So you're saying... You're broad-stroking shit, saying... You'll be in a different state of mind. That's the common. Yes. The individual state of mind is magic. Now, you can't do both. Because one, you're saying, is its own independent, and one is abnormality.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't have order and chaos in the same exact sense. They're going to but it's different. Mm -hmm. But the chaos is different, which overrides the normal. Mm Or the common. So is it common or is it chaos? And you can't say it's a common chaos because that's a contradiction. It is. That is a contradiction. Yes. What is Odin? are you asking me what odin is or are you trying to manipulate the conversation to
1: some degree because we don't have enough podcast time for me to dive
3: right now into what odin is in my mindset well, right let me explain a little more on that question because asked it to be a dick and i said you were going to hate me for the question
1: no i love the question i don't think you're ready for the answer because right now my mind is not scientific law in order So, you're about to deal with chaos, you ask a broad fucking question.
3: So, is Odin not controlled chaos? Does he not make decisions to cause chaos to his own ends? No. How so?
0: Do you think he controls the runes? No. Okay, so he doesn't
1: control that which is his main defining factor that he killed himself to sacrifice himself to obtain the knowledge of. He now manipulates the rooms, but he can't control them. That's a direct contradiction of manipulation. He has introduced a variable that he does not control. He has introduced chaos into his control. There is no longer a scientific study of manipulation, and that becomes chaotic in the sense that he cannot control what he does not understand was what he sacrificed himself to. The frame must teach him, and in his own sense, has caused so much chaotic influence that it has caused Ragnarok. So, no, he has zero control over the runes. He has zero control over chaos. He had control sacrifice control and gained chaos which gave him zero control which caused him every day to say ravens out which caused him every day to leave his throne and every day to find the new knowledge that he never had before this is his attempt to control the chaos he
0: influenced chaos nonetheless zero control Let me rephrase a little.
3: Does he not instigate chaos to create order?
1: So is Loki Odin?
3: They're blood brothers and very similar in some aspects. And
1: by drinking, then what does Thor contribute towards under? Is that chaos or is that control? What do you mean? Well, under essentially kills Thor. Yep. Or that Thor manipulating the chaos of rising him up, striking him down, knocking him unconscious, slaying him dead. Thor can
0: very well just leave Midgard to die and go to Asgard to defend the throne. He doesn't. Right. He's controlled or chaos. Thor is controlled in his regard, but that's not my
3: question. My question is, is Odin, does Odin practice chaos to create order? He practices chaos. He
1: doesn't control order. So let if me... He practices
0: chaos, has zero manipulation of order. By, by, you will say scientific order. If I was
1: like, hey, I'm going to break something in half and say, I'm going to make it turn into a water balloon, and it falls on my lap. I am trying to manipulate the chaos, and yet the chaos reigns supreme. Because I don't control it. It's okay. a subtle matter that I don't understand, that I claim to do, but I cannot make bend to my will. And that is the ultimate nature of chaos is willpower and or manipulation. Yeah. Because if manipulation, it's order. If it's no manipulation, or it's no, I guess, control, that's chaos. Right. So, to your point, no. Odin uh, doesn't control runes, he doesn't control magic, he practices it, just like all of us, but he has no control. Freya and the We'll say the Vanir have the closest that we know of manipulation of the runes outside of the. Uh, I guess we can say the weird uh, or the fades, But um, in the practical sense, or the practical sense, it's the Vanir have the closest concept of control, and yet they can't fully manipulate the magic. So
0: Odin has zero control of any of those things. Chaos. MAGIC, RUNES, fake. Okay.
1: What is scientific about his practices? Outside of, I knew that would happen, but I tried anyway
0: and it failed and I nailed it. So I proved it was a negative. Right. Okay. One,
3: I believe his understanding of magic versus science far surpasses ours in certain regards. So no, I don't think he considers it science in any way, shape, or form. He would consider it magic. Now, I'm referencing a very specific story where he incites chaos for his own personal gain, and thus gains control again. He was always in control, but incited chaos amongst others. Now, the story is with the meat of poetry in the field with the ten slaves who are cutting down the wheat.
0: And he sharpens their sides with this whetstone.
3: He then says, that's fine. You can have the whetstone. And then throws it into the air so that they slay each other in front of him. Thus he incited chaos to rid himself of anyone who could come back to harm him. Thus keeping his control.
0: Is it chaotic if you control the outcome? Did he, though?
1: They could have just as easily put that out in, in because he knew he would be the only one left standing. So, would argue- do, you, do you think if he threw that wet stone in the air and said, three people will live, he would still throw that wet stone in the air? Or was his manipulation direct con to say,
0: no one will live through this?
2: Gentlemen, if we yeah. may not cut each other off for the benefit yeah. of the audio listeners. That would be greatly appreciated. That, that's on me.
3: We're good at this. Uh, I would argue that he didn't know the final outcome of that situation, but he took his gamble and incited the chaos of that incident, hoping that at the very least it would carve down most of them.
0: Okay. So what do you... I'm not even going to say that part. Um, so, you believe Odin does not know the outcome of Fates to his own path or degree. Okay. It's a yes or no right now based off this story you're quoting.
1: Does he control the outcome or does he not? These are the meat of poetry. You believe when he threw the wetsuit in the air, he either knew what would happen ultimately to gain the meat of poetry or the mead, or you believe he didn't know the outcome of what would happen next for him to obtain the meat of poetry
3: and or mead. I do not believe he knew outright what the conclusion would be, but he went into it with his wits as he preaches in the hof
1: when is the last time he went somewhere recordedly
0: supposedly not knowing answers but full well knowing the outcome of what would happen I uh, was he went to a yardage hall what? I said I'll give you a hint he went to a yardage hall challenges
1: their wisdom but knew ultimately he controlled the outcome
0: what is that one in poetica whatever else you want to call it oh jeez um fuck all right so on... i know what you're talking about
1: yeah, yeah exactly so, so one of the first stories in the product, Edda, is one where Odin goes to Yoden's Hall, challenges their wisdom, but he never, ever as stated in so
0: many conversations, he does not enter a battle, he is not sure he can win.
3: Right? Delay of faith, Rufnir, for those that were curious, I had to look at the name again. I know it started with a V or an F, but...
1: Odin is wise enough to know he did not enter a battle of wits and or physicality that he cannot win. If you enter a battle you can't win, it's suicide. And he has no
0: intention to kill himself via his bravado outside of Ragnarok. So, this is saying, one, he never goes into battle outside of his own wits and knowledge.
1: And yet you're now saying he had no idea the outcome. He hoped for this and it happened to work out at the end. So does Odin not know what would happen happened to him per confrontation until Ragnarok and stated multiple times the poetic and the and everything else and the and or
0: if he won the coat to the Loki and hoping it all works out at the end? No. Okay, so part of that was,
3: I think it was a miscommunication. He makes very, very well-educated guesses, calculations on what will and will not work out in between this and Ragnarok. In between the Veluspa and Ragnarok, he makes calculated decisions because he is so wary of all of these things, he makes these decisions. No one will debate or at least I don't think anybody will debate, that Odin is very wise in every regard. Extremely wise, if not the wisest of all, except for Kvasir or maybe Mimir, but...
0: Man, those no, so that's fine. Yeah, I told that. So
3: I believe in those instances where he makes these, I would call them judgment calls, but very well-educated assumptions, calculations on what will occur and then continues to take those risks. I'm not saying by any means that he doesn't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying that at some point he's not 100% sure of what will happen or what should happen or what he's thought through. But I would argue very much so that he is also very aware of the weird In the aspect of it's the random shit that just happens, you have no control over it, it's just gonna happen anyways.
0: What did you mean? But you just said two different things one,
1: he knows 100%. One, he doesn't know 100%.
0: You said, I'm not saying he doesn't know the outcome. But also, he doesn't know the outcome. I Do mean, you know, I believe the actions of Odin are deliberate from his time sacrificing his eye to Ragnarok. And I'm not saying, I am saying, but he is the all-knowing, the high wise, the
1: manipulated, the tormented, the everything he has in his mind he knows it's inevitable. He won't try prevention, prevent it, but he knows. He's the first to die because he doesn't want to see the outcome of his own result. He sacrifices himself twice. Mm-hmm. One to himself for the runes. Which Ivan said. He doesn't control and is magic manipulated, not him manipulated. The second time, he sacrifices himself to Ragnarok first hand to die first to not see the slay of his kin and he has clearly failed mm-hmm. he knows he'll fail them he can't live with himself in the manipulation of them that he's tried but ultimately knows will not succeed so maybe his suicide is what causes him less grief knowing that he has no control over the chaos that he knows will ensue. Maybe he's
0: trying to kill himself to not see his own cause or effect. So if you're drowning on the Titanic, do you
1: sacrifice the children and women first and then last, or do you end yourself to not
0: see the death of the others?
3: Arguably, Oren
1: chose self sacrifice over basically
0: him taking accountability on his own actions. He was the first to die and had no vision of the rest. Say, So, no. my argument isn't that
3: he knows the results or the end of Ragnarok. He knows what's going to happen there. He saw the CRS. He's accepted that. Now, oftentimes, this comes to a prospect of a self-fulfilling prophecy when he binds Fenrir, throws Jormungandr into the sea, enacts those things, arguably after he goes to see the CRS. When that fear sets in, when he starts to do these things in order to prevent what the CRS told him. So one, I would never debate that he knew of Ragnarok. He knew its outcome. He was well aware of all those things. It's the time in between that he may not have
0: 100%.
3: He may not know 100% of the time what will. He has educated guesses. He sends Huguen and Munin out every day to scout the worlds and learns from them. He has these Agents that come and tell him all this information. He knows what's going on. He knows where people are. And I agree. Fafdrufnir's model, or the lay of he didn't know the outcome of that. But I would argue that he was about 80% positive he could win that battle of wits. Or else he wouldn't have gone into it. At all. Agreed. But I don't believe he knew, without a shadow of a doubt, that he would walk out of there the victor i don't believe in every battle between when he goes through the process when he goes to see the crs when he goes and gets that prophecy and ragnarok i don't believe the time in between that he is 100 percent certain at any given point
1: so then is that science that he's pursuing and performing and i would argue that he knew the only question that the other one couldn't answer, and even his wife said, don't go into battle, you, don't, you can't win, and he said, I can't lose this battle? Or is it magic that he's manipulating chaos in hopes
0: of the best outcome? Because if that's the case, they're not the same thing. I guess we are how do I explain? We can say agree to disagree, but it's not the case.
3: I I'm not gonna say I agree to disagree. I think we're under the same impression, but saying it in different ways.
1: Right. One is a controlled substance, one doesn't. One the controlled substance is science. The other uncontrolled substance becomes magic and manipulates into science. But ultimately, the beginning stages, the first exploration of magic is not science. It is chaos. Causing chaos into order, I would argue, is science. Exploring chaos is magic, which means they're not the same. And when Odin first explores runes and other reality, he has no order, either has full order
3: or full magic, but neither of both. So then let me ask, by your own words there, with magic being the exploration of that chaos which then leads into science, is not magic just part of the scientific principles of the process, the scientific process?
1: No, it's the other way around. Everyone thinks that scientific properties and scientific principles and the pursuit of science supersedes everything that beforehand. And Fuck that shit. Now, do you think like when Odin picked up a fucking ash branch and it was like, I'm gonna explore ash fiends!
0: Or he fucking makes something out of it. Probably made something out of it. So,
3: therefore, he used magic to take chaos.
1: But he used to thought- the principles of the atomic structure of these things its, it's alchemy, alchemy. I'm going to go super nerdy with it. It's alchemy, or it's the philo- and or it's a philosopher's stone. Alchemy—you know the breakdown of the substance. You can destroy, flatten, reconstruct, but it can never be more than the properties it once held. Now, the Philosopher's Stone builds anything with zero equivalent exchange. And the equivalent exchange of the scientific properties built down, rebuilt. Equivalent exchange otherwise, non equivalent exchange is magic. What is science? What is magic? I can break down a TV and make it a radio. I can't. No, I don't even know that's impossible. Hypothetically, the same properties exist. I can't break down a boomerang and make a space shuttle. One is equivalent exchange, the same properties, building a different structure with the same materials. One is magic, building higher principles of properties based on lack
0: of resources and or materials. Same thing. So, let me ask you this. That fancy little red book you have has a list of ingredients. I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to say its name. Yeah, that one. Um, that fancy little red book you have, does it not give a list of ingredients
3: step-by-step step on how to, where to, and when to do certain things to achieve a certain outcome? Therefore, does that book Regard science or magic.
1: I would argue this one hundred percent scientific method, based off properties that have been proven before. This is a cookbook. If you want to get really nerdy, and some people really appreciate the philosophy and cookbook method, this is a cookbook.
0: Mhm. This is a exact exchange of ingredients dosage
1: percentage and outcome in the full sense. You wanna bake a cake? Here's your recipe. If you wanna bake a cake that exploits in your face, go ahead and do your shit. Who fucking cares? At the same time, you say I have a cookbook and teach me how to bake a cake, make a poached egg, make a lasagna. But what if I like went off script, got certain materials, all of these substances and recipes, and just throw them all in a pot. That is not a cookbook. That is not a scientific property. That is a chemical reaction of magic that you don't understand. So you're saying, I'm going to say, cha- going to say control, controlled, and controlled chaos effect. Not,
0: Not chaos science and not science chaos. Chaos cats. How? Okay, let me, let me dig a little deeper then. How did that process, in order to make said cookbook a thing, what
3: did they do in order to create that?
0: Well, for sure, they, exp-
1: they explored unknown magics, which eventually became scientific properties. However, the practice of magic is chaos and the practice of science is controlled substances controlled matter effect or
0: cause and effect Hmm. is science uncontrolled cause and effect
1: is magic good bad dark necromancy who gives a fuck it is magic one, I know, super, super specific. Uh, <laughs> one is chaos to cause chaos to hope for science. And one is chaos in suiting science by assuming you'll get more science. Saying, I have control property. This is going to be great. And you can go, but I have a really stupid example that won't help me, but it's so fun
0: to me to say.
3: Okay, so the last thing I'm going to say, then,
0: is the quote by Clark. Magic is just science we don't understand yet holds true. Yes, I've also seen Thor. Um, Now, outside of that, everything is that aspect. So there's no magic, or there's no science? Is there only magic because there's only
1: unexplored properties? Or is there only science because there's only explored properties?
0: And then... How does it work? I would argue that it's a symbiotic relationship.
3: Without magic, science doesn't exist. Without science, we have no control.
1: So where would you split the hair of magic and science in an aspect of what has been explored and
0: what ha- or hasn't been explored?
3: Chaos in order to gain
0: control. Manipulating chaos to the best of your ability and from past experience to then gain control
3: which would then turn into science.
1: So are you controlling the order until you get your result? hoping for the best result while you continually do the same thing. Are you
0: introducing the same alchemic principle and hoping for one result? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity. Right. What did you just say?
3: When I say manipulating, I mean that one didn't work, so... I take certain ingredients, throw them in a pot, boil them, didn't work. Okay, cool. One of those was wrong. I know this one and this one are probably right. Cool, I'm going to add this one instead of the other. Changing and manipulating the chaotic elements of magic, changing ingredients, pushing forward that learning curve, is where your control of the chaos comes in. In You just hope it doesn't kill you in the process.
0: You're basing your thesis of hope. You are the double-blind study. Yes. You think you control
1: one or the other and or the variable. You have no table clue of what will react to what until you test it. Is that science or magic? And that one sense of saying this is purple, this is blue. What happens? Is that science? Or is that magic at that one specific reaction?
3: That would be magic.
1: So now say that a thousand times in different variations until you get the result you want. Is that magic or
0: is that science?
3: That is the scientific process.
0: Of? Magic. magic. It's a symbiotic relationship. It is, and they are one thing the other.
3: Right, they are very different things, and I don't think I've argued that. But they are very, they're very similar in certain aspects, and they result one results in the other. Throughout practice, we gain scientific result.
0: Throughout our science, we gain magical abilities. Other way around. Same shit. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: That is my opinion. Is yes. That is exactly how it works. That's why I do the crazy shit that I do when it comes to my practice where I will challenge things, put things together that shouldn't have ever gone together, do things differently in order to learn what the results are to varying degrees of effectiveness, 100%. I've been burned in the past. By all means, I will never argue that. But that idea behind putting two things together and not knowing what's going to happen, by definition, like Webster dictionary definition is the scientific process is understanding, putting two things together, not understanding what happens when you put two things together and then not knowing the result is then learning through the scientific process and then changing one of them and learning how it reacts to something else. And then slowly building on that concept is the practice of magic. Very similar to how my personal cleansing, uh, we Oftentimes, people use white sage. We'll use that as an example. I personally use white sage, juniper berries, and palisanto wood due to my geological location. Knowing that those were common practice here, they should carry a response. That's my personal. I I learned that process by combining different things together and seeing how they work. Now I have that push.
0: Now I know what works, at least for me. But, yeah. That is the scientific process, is changing different pieces. In order to get a controlled result. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that makes sense.
2: Okay. We shared each other's points of view. I was quiet for damn near 30 minutes, but I'm still here. So, magic within... Different religions, because we talked about magic within um, the modern day and how it's uh, used in this practice and personal practice, but then the analytic analyzing what magic is and how it can be used in the practice, how you can view it in every day. How about other religions? What are you guys' thoughts on that? 'Cause I know we previously talked talked about it, but we can always go more in depth. I mean we talked about exorcisms, we talked about um uh blessings and
1: you know um I see I see what you're going with it. Um it's it's more like what defines what in each faith. Um in my sense it would be instead of like miracles and if you're doing the buddhist sense it would be like not ideology but a uh ascension i suppose because in the buddhist in if, if i read you right um what what lds which i grew up in all that stuff water and wine it's a miracle right? so but buddhism but
2: lds L- latter-day saints mormons Ooh. commonly known so clarification
1: yeah, terrifying. I'm sorry. I forgot that I was bunch a part of this massive cult. Um, so, <laughs> um, one is, I just made so many enemies including grew my family. Um, so, uh, I would say, if I just tried to get entirely I totally forgot what I was going with. Um, Buddhism, okay, a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of miscommunication or misinterpretation of Buddhism. Everyone thinks Buddhists follow Buddha. Right. Now, you think of that, and you say that out loud, and you picture one thing. Likely something you saw at, like, a sushi restaurant. Maybe there was a cat with pennies all over it. You saw this big, fat dude, right? All right. So that's your interpretation of Buddha. You see an individual figure, and that's, I worship Buddha. I see this little fat dude as a god. Now, Buddha is not in this. Now any single human being and or energy source can become
0: Buddha. That's like telling every Christian they can be the only God. What's that world? Um now
1: Buddhism is manipulated of energy to Savir Gulbard's point and Rand Raven's point. This is the manipulation of the current energy that exists in the universe, time, space, reality, whatever else, however many times you've been born or dead who fucking cares the manipulation of your sense your reality your mentality and your ascension is what determines buddha buddha is a sense and a state of enlightenment meaning you are depressed you're right you're calm you're happy you're thrilled you're buddha but look, anybody can do it at that scale Anyone can climb that ladder That's just saying that's the steps. That's not saying that's a person or individual being, like the Christianic capital G God and/or lowercase G God that exists amongst all of us. That's simply a title, and it can be a
3: salesperson,
1: and it can be a well, not really. Bad example saying, and it can be a soldier. Eh, maybe not. Um, any kid, anybody can anybody be a homeless person? There we We're go. Title. There you go. I Portland. I got Portland brand. Anybody can be homeless. That's a title, not who you are or what you are. There okay. we go. Anyway, uh, Buddhism and Buddha are a sense of state, not a individual. So, in all these manipulations, all
0: these senses, all these different cookbooks and conceptual realities. it's hard to say, like, one is what isn't. There isn't a major manipulation. There's a self, there's a sense of self in that.
2: I mean, that's, that's true. Like, in the end, you're just trying to enlighten yourself. Um, and I don't want to say, Buddha, you have to unlock chakras, which is a form of magic. Um, a lot of... I I watch anime. I, I won't deny it. Naruto, they use chakra. That's a form of magic. Come on, I know the Rasengan and all that stuff. I'm hip with the lingo. But... I,
1: I just quoted FOMO alchemist for like the last 45
2: <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
1: but...
2: You know, in the show and everything, let's let's talk about that. Uh in the show, people they manipulate their chakra to form uh Nujitsu and all that other stuff, which is energy manipulation, which in a course is magic. So even in Japanese anime and yeah, like in most anime when it comes with energy manipulation, I mean like pokemon for general, like I'll, there's there's so many modern interpretations of energy manipulation if you boil it down, which in the end is just magic. Uh granted it's not in other religions and everything, but you have Jediism which is a is a religion and it's based off Star Wars and all that. And, you know, if you believe in it, I'm not going to tell you that your faith they, is wrong. Go ahead. Why they,
1: they teach Wookie. They oh, the language? Teach, yeah. Like, in California, it's a college you go to and
2: learn Wookie. So what am it's, I doing wrong with my life? I don't know. Not being a Wookie. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. If you start shaving, you
1: would
0: be a Wookie.
2: So, it's funny. This is My face is the only place that grows hair. Everywhere else I'm bald. Thankfully.
0: Everywhere?
2: Everywhere. (laughs) But, you know, you got Jediism, which uh, they, you know, the force and everything, which they control the midichlorians. I think it's the term they use in that show, in the movies.
3: Oh, uh, now I'm going to sound like a fucking nerd. All right, go ahead,
1: Werewolf. No, so there's the Mandalorian, the Metachlorian. The Metachlorian count is in the DNA that originally started before the Jedi, that manipulated the Force beforehand. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorians are the adopted council of a creed as opposed to a race. Yeah, I wasn't, I got... I wasn't there, talking about on. the... I got it. We got this. <laughs> I was
2: talking about Metachlorians.
1: Okay, so that was the big manipulation in uh, Star Wars Episode One. I believe, is the metachlorian count was through the roofs or off the charts, or whatever, including Qui-Gon Jim when he was manipulating the source or measuring Anakin Skywalker's metachlorian count. Now, that transcends all races, meaning metachlorian from he was a human and didn't know the father, to Master Yoda having the same DNA substances inside of his body. So it transcends races realms planets whatever else so this is more of like a, like a starter theory to that but and sorry it's yeah. a minute and there's like mandalorian and there's a oh there's a race it's uh it's what um wookie no i wish that'd be so <laughs> much easier we are talking about like anyway, anyway. um it's what dark maul was it's a uh, dark maul's race and a uh, high metachlorine count because of these things. I do mean, Zabrak, and I don't know if that's right. And I am going to nail it on that head if that's right. Um, it's usually like Z A B R A A K. Uh, I believe it's some of that effect where he has the horns out, that more pale skin, or more, less, or it's less hair. Okay, so he had a high Mandalorian count, but his race was almost completely extinct, much like the Mandalorians. Now the difference is the Mandalorians are a creed, not a race, and Zabrak are a race, not a creed. So if you see less of these people, much like Darth Maul, being be by the Jin.
2: White Wolf. (laughs) So many nerds
1: mad and/or happy with this conversation.
2: White Wolf, magic. Not Mandalorians. We're talking about magic.
1: Some of so worse,
2: <laughs> but so like the the count. I won't say the the trigger word because why going to go down another tangent.
1: Sorry, I don't need to go. I won't. I won't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I want to say it's not within just the cell count of the individual, but it's surrounding everything. That's why they can manipulate objects, which you know the force throws and force chokes and all that.
1: If you were going with that before I just like filibuster.
2: Yeah, med- an Mandalorians and, and <laughs> Tupacas.
1: Oh, Manipulative Energy Switch is the Forest, not necessarily the Metachlorian Count. Okay, I got it now. I'm yeah, there now. You,
2: you can see my train of thought that I try to go <laughs> on.
1: I did. I just derailed everything yeah. and killed it involved.
3: Uh, but it's cool. You know. just so we can put uh, one to bed. The midichlorian count is also related to microorganisms in the bloodstream that control the energies of the universe.
1: Right. And that's why a human could also have the same count as Yoda.
3: Yes. All right. So I wanted to bring up another culture and religion that is much more mainstream, other than Jedi's and uh, Give what me... was the other one? Uh, Buddha.
2: Yeah. yeah. Give I... me. I don't know how much I know about nerdy shit until I start going on. That's pretty dumb. Give me though. something that is World Known. All right, cool. We'll go with
3: the Abrahamic face. Oh, damn it. Oh, don't.
1: (laughs) We can love hanging through, but we'll we'll let it slide.
3: It's commonly known, and there's actually a major part of it that people don't realize is a practice of magic.
2: Please inform me, sir. Prayer. Damn. You got me there. (laughs) Okay, what about meditation? I don't know. Yeah, we just went over that, but like... (laughs) All right, prayer.
3: So, prayer is the spoken word, or a mentally spoken word. Some people do it internally, some people do it outwardly, whatever you want to call it. Prayer is very similar to the Norse pagan practice
0: of Galdr. Now, I know I'm going to get some hate for this.
3: I know some people are going to want to disagree outright immediately. I agree. Okay, cool. See, this is weird. Me and White Wolf argued for 30 minutes about stupid shit, and now we're like, yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: I got you on God, but it's like gross singing as opposed to singing. Now, is a quiet, boy, any less poetically inclined as a singer whatever else i agree all is a spoken word and transcendent sense prayer is the same concept i'm super passionate
3: absolutely it is and i I love having these conversations with devout christians i deal with chaplains all over the place i deal with individuals i live in utah i deal with the LDS slash mormon community all the time it's great. I throw this on that one. I throw this conversation at them, and they go, "No." I'm like, uh, what? let's explain." So when you pray, you're using spoken words or the vibrations of your voice to push energy. And it really is. It's just energy being pushed out. Through air molecules, through whatever. it's different vibrations that can manipulate different things. very similar to how some people can sing at a wine glass, and the wine glass will break. That is a transfer of potential or kinetic energy to kinetic energy. So it's a manipulation of energy. When we practice Galdr or the idea of throat singing with runic stuff or outside of runic things within different languages, it is almost identical to the same practice. When in prayer, the whole, oh, hallowed be thy, whatever, that whole thing. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I don't know what that prayer is. But that whole thing is very similar to our practice of Galder, which is throat singing, which is this vibration that we put out into the world. Now, we see it with exorcisms most often with uh, popular shows like Supernatural. They have the exorcism thing where they, uh, I don't even remember how it goes. I loved that show, though. They're, that whole like phrase where they record it on a microphone or they say it out loud and they're pushing a demon out of somebody. Cool. It works. Arguably, that's the exact same prayer that is often used during exorcisms. Put the book down. Um, (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Um, But it's the same thing, whereas we practice Golder to manipulate the energies and the magics around us. It's the same process. We just use different terms. And I think that's where these communications when we communicate about these things where we believe in magic versus they believe in miracles, I think that's all it is, is this terminology that we're using. I think that's really what it breaks down to is we have different terms for the same ideas.
1: I want to be an asshole right now and be like, I can believe it. I really do.
0: I think... It's going to be such a broad statement. I think a lot of the world's problems is title
1: over cause or it's the same thing. It's it's the same want but different labeling essentially, right? Okay. I am gonna be so dumb. I'm I'm gonna just
0: be like, this is like the weakest I've been in public ever. Like I it's gonna be so bad. The feeling it
1: so I really don't know. The difference of a Republican or a Democrat. There's zero knowledge in my brain of what exists between the two. I think there's a common agenda and different labels. That is exactly what Siegfried just described. I think the whole political concept is the most absurd, dumb shit. And I literally am going to say, I don't understand it. I will say, I know some presidents, past presidents, I've met in person and had dinner with, and I know them as a human being. And I vote for them by their concepts, by their religious or their political points, because I literally don't know what, um, what Obama, what Trump, I have no idea which political party they're a part of, what that fucking means, and i don't care because it's the same fucking cause with a different
0: fucking title magic science what the fuck (laughs) exactly and i love you for admitting
3: that that's great i uh, lucky you good for you
0: no my family's gonna kill me now not lucky me dead me
2: ignorance is bliss the middle wise man
0: is always happiest politically no wise not there's no
1: middle <laughs> <laughs> it's just, i'm just fucked <laughs>
3: oh that's great but yeah it's a very similar thing where we just use the terminologies that are I hate using this term, and I'm going to hate myself for this.
0: They're trigger words. That's really what it is.
3: Is We say magic, and they say prayer and miracles. It's the same process. It's the same end goal. It's the same use. It's oftentimes the same method. We just have these different terminologies, different words we use for them that are essentially the same thing, in my opinion.
2: I think we're... It, like, comes down with, like, witchcraft, the the labeling of witchcraft, like, back in Salem days. It was the church not being able to control certain aspects and being the sole person to do cleansings. The, quote, quote, witches, which were just uh, people that knew remedies from olden times, they knew how to solve a cold. When a person was sick, they would go to a pasture and pray that God will cure them of their sickness. And it was the sense of control. That's why the terminology behind like witchcraft and all that, the demonization of witchcraft. Now, I agree with you that it's the same process as the same end goal but, in the end, why one tries to demonize the other, it's for the full sense of control, and they have a market that is that is constantly available to be used versus a fleeting market and business standpoint mm-hmm. and when you, when you think about it, like religious organizations. When you have a product that you have to sell, such as new Upsala with Gothar, we try to market ourselves as, you know, XYZ, but if we can't appease X, we just caught cut off a third of our demographic that we can sell our services to. So in a business standpoint, yeah. I
3: see what you mean. Um And the other side of that, where the priest would go and pray in a pasture or pray over the child or whatever that was sick, the quote-unquote witch, which I would call a kitchen witch, arguably, would go take willow bark from by the stream, make a tea out of it, and give it to the child as an antiseptic. Both have the same goal, we just have different methods. There's not a good and bad, it's just a different way of doing it. Now, in today's world, with all the knowledge and wisdom that we have out there, I think it was... No, willow bark's for pain. I think it's dandelion tea or something like that.
2: I mean, you could yeah. always use honey as well.
3: Yeah, so stuff like that. Whatever it is. I Yeah, willow bark is aspirin. It's nature's aspirin. That's right. Um, there's a cool tidbit for you guys if you didn't know. Willow bark is nature's aspirin. It's a pain reliever. Super cool. Um, but... Those kind of things, it really just comes down to the same goal, but a different way to do it. And oftentimes it was never a malicious or trying to harm someone. It was just a different way. And sometimes one way works better. Sometimes the other way works better. And it really just depends on the biological makeup of the individual on whether or not the certain Tincture tea that they used worked, or if prayer and warm blankets and a lot of water worked. It's just there was no good or bad. It was for the same goal. It was just different, and I hate that about the world. In the respect of, in all honesty, when we break down different religions and Rain Raven, correct me if I'm wrong because you study this more than I do. But when we look at religion. Essentially, what religion boils down to is don't be a dick. Almost across the board, it's don't be a dick.
2: Well, don't be a dick, but then there's certain things that go into that where it's, you know, you don't be a dick in a certain aspect.
0: What
1: defines a dick? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But like, all in the end, religion, if you boil it down, religion is just the comfort of morality and the moral compass of the, of the herd of the, the people.
3: I agree. But as rain Raven alluded to before, my common phrase that I use all the time is magic is magic, no matter where it comes from. I don't care if it was a Mayan spell or a Buddhist ritual or a christian or abrahamic faiths, prayer study something magic is magic no matter where it comes from i will stand by that to my core every time that different things and different cultures have different ingredients that they use to practice magic but it's still just magic
0: except for maybe scientology according to weibull Motherfucker! I didn't say anything about Scientology.
1: I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say.
2: I'm just Scientology is a belief system, which is a religion.
1: That's same, a, yeah. That's same a, thing, I thing I with atheism.
2: Uh, shit. Atheism. Atheism. Yeah, what? the absence yeah. of religion is a belief system, which is
1: yeah. I know. One of my friends is, and I basically just call him the Flying A Monster Clan. So who fucking cares?
2: Which is um, a different religion, all in the sense. But yeah. in California and registers a real fucking belief. Um, I have never said once anything
1: about Scientology, nor will I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not what i was about to say but you can just sum up science into scientology and bastardize the entire concept of theoretical physics upon a belief system if you would like of saying science and scientology because that's their ploy on saying i believe it's science
0: or scientology careful with the ology part oh i know you said something about mormons earlier i want to hear all right so Anyways,
3: I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I think we're good. Yeah? No, yes, no? I don't know.
2: We have like seven minutes left, bro.
1: Alright, <laughs> so first
3: of all Yeah. Seven minutes. Calm down like You
2: wish we were done.
1: I'll rip. I can go all night I don't give a fuck I'm having a rough night A good upper A terrible downer I'm just gonna run <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go on fucking work For a way too long a time Somewhere Getting my ass kicked by a goddamn animal That kills shit for a
0: living mm-hmm. So like Fuck it Let's run uh, Cookbooks
2: But oh. Before that I meant to say this like way before we started. Um oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but might as well get it in there. If you want to support us and keep on keeping on yeah. what we're doing, please go down and search Patreon uh, dot com forward slash new upsala common spelling N-E-W-U-P-B-S-A-L-A. New Upsala. And as a bonus celebrating us. We, you guys get to ask us any questions that whether it's about flying spaghetti monsters or Mandalorians or Thor wearing a wedding dress, anything and everything we will answer to the best of our ability. And we will do research beforehand. So we can give an educated guess unless it's submitted last minute, then you're out of luck.
1: Or we will just throw it in like a chaos grenade and we'll argue back for like an hour and a half for
0: no reason.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've done that. Uh, we did that today, I'm pretty sure. We, uh... we, we did one episode that, uh, what was it? We were supposed to answer like four questions and we ended up talking about one. Is it the one that White Wolf uh, defended Loki's family?
1: Okay, stop. First of all, I think you're right, but I don't appreciate the subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the right podcast. No one cares about the content. Don't worry about that shit. It's not important.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he did defend Loki's family uh, for about an hour and a
1: half. There were multiple questions. I don't even remember the real no questions. I don't even remember how we get on... It's going to be like today. I don't know how i done it. Died remember how it ends it ends <laughs> and I wake up and I'm like it's Tuesday again? what the fuck? <laughs> you know, that's
3: fine oh man we're doing yeah. great I we enjoy our ranting and raving about random topics and I hope this proves the point of even as Gothar even as Old Sworn Gothar in the school that work together every day almost at least when three four times a week we end up communicating mm. these differences of opinion that are fundamental to our religious beliefs and i hope you guys take that for what it is and understand that heathenry north paganism asatru whatever label you want to put on it
0: supports that and at least we do yeah. at least we
3: will always support the differences in beliefs of everyone I won't tell White Wolf he's wrong. He won't tell me I'm wrong. Outright, we'll argue about it. Uh, yeah, we might say it to each other, but we also understand that's our individual practice, and that's okay. So I hope you guys gather that from these podcasts where we yell at each other for 30 minutes.
2: Literally, I was just sitting here, and uh, <laughs> so White Wolf messaged me as, like, talk. Yes, I really did. I'm not going to respond, and that's when I chimed in. <laughs> the whole time you guys were talking, I was doing other stuff on my monitor.
1: You're know, fucking playing World of Warcraft. No, where, no, I,
2: well, I, was I, I, I was doing work. I was doing work. Nature
1: between magic and science, and you're like <laughs> motherfucker.
2: <laughs> a raid. Calm down, guys. Right. No, okay. that's uh that's in the weekend.
1: I'm going to fucking man. ICC, you shut the fuck out of your relief system. And we're like, what? (laughs) I really messaged one and I was like, hey man, say something. And we kept going, and I kept talking, and I was like, fuck! And I texted him again, like, I'm not going to respond anymore, I'm going to stay muted. Fucking say something. <laughs> it like we'll do this for days. We'll do this for days. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, we, we still do it, and I'm sure this is gonna come up again here shortly, and we're gonna have another hour and a half long conversation about this between okay, more than three of us. I don't know, but yeah, no. I hope that's what you guys get from this: is that we have these differences of opinion, we have these differences of belief, but we can still work together for our goals of spreading heathenry, paganism, Norse paganism, Asatru, whatever you want to call it. Religion. We know religion. Our culture, our religion. To as many people as we can. We disagree. Full story. We'll get over it. We'll hash it out. We probably won't convince each other of jack shit. But, we'll keep having these conversations, because either way, we both grew, at least in some way, from it.
1: We are, uh, we're magic and science, man. We're duty principles, but all we seek is a better solution for all of us. And we're all
3: part—we're part of the same process.
2: Or, in a sense, a person is water, and the other is oil. They will never mix, but they will coexist.
0: But see where wrong.